Hey, it's Andrew, and I wanted to thank you for listening to the Door County Pulse podcast. Did you know that you can subscribe to the Door County Pulse podcast on Apple Podcasts or Pocket Casts or wherever you get your podcasts to have new episodes delivered to your feed twice a week on Wednesday and Friday? All you have to do is pick up your phone, navigate to your podcast app, and search for Door County or Door County Pulse podcast and click subscribe. If you're a longtime listener or if this is your first episode, we hope you enjoy the Door County Pulse podcast. Welcome to One on One, a Door County Pulse interview series. I'm Andrew Clyden, and I'm joined today by Aaliyah Kidd and Carrie Lautenbach-Visti from Lautenbach Orchards. How are you doing, Carrie? Great. How are you doing? Doing really well. It is cherry season in Door County, officially, so we wanted to have you come in and tell us all about cherries, and this is our big cherry episode. But why don't you start by telling us uh, a little bit about yourself and a little bit about Lautenbach before we jump into everything cherry. Sure. Um, so I am the director of marketing and production at Lautenbach's Orchard Country. It is family business, so very uh, passionate about what I do. I've been with the company, well, pretty much all my life. Did go elsewhere for a while, but back in full swing for about 20 years now. Um, my grandparents, Bill and Ruth Lautenbach, purchased property in 55, and so it's been in the family for quite some time now. Uh, we started with a small orchard and a dairy farm back in 55, and over the years, the dairy farm fell by the wayside, um, and the cherry industry really took off for our family. Um, we've been growing, um, harvesting, and producing cherry products now for quite some time, and um, it's a great industry to be in. So when you say cherry products, run me through kind of the, the gamut of the different cherry stuff that you do, because you harvest your cherries on property, and then what happens to them? Sure. So we um, harvest our cherries. Um, typically, we'll be harvesting towards the end of July um, with a mechanical harvester. Pretty cool process. If you get a chance to see a mechanical harvester in action anywhere in the peninsula, it's very cool to see. Um, we shake the cherries off the trees, and because of that shaking process, they are not really market-friendly, so we can't necessarily have them be market-available in our farm market, but um, we use them in a lot of products that we have in our market. We produce about 14 different types of cherry wine, all utilizing that great Mount Morency cherry. And we also have a few sweet cherries on the property. So we also have a black cherry wine using our Bing cherries. We grow five different varieties of cherries on the property, three sweet cherries varieties, and those are all fresh picked and available in the market during the summer season. And then we grow two different varieties of tart cherries, the main one being the Mount Morency, which is very common on the Door County Peninsula. And then we also grow a Balaton cherry, which is a Hungarian cherry that we started growing probably about 10 years ago on the Door County Peninsula. And it's been a great versatile cherry that harvests a little bit later than the Mount Morency. So it extends our season just a little bit longer. So for anybody that doesn't know, uh, can you give us kind of a, an agricultural reason why cherries do so well in Door County where other fruits maybe struggle sometimes? Sure. So tart cherries mainly have grown uh, traditionally on the Door County Peninsula much more so than anywhere else in the state of Wisconsin. 
mainly because we're surrounded by waters. Um, the lakes in the springtime provide a kind of a frost protection. Um, they blow the frost off of the trees, um, especially in higher elevation areas where if that frost sits for too long, it could damage the trees as well as the incoming cherry harvest as well as the great limestone bedrock that we sit on. Um, a lot of people have heard recently of the Niagara Escarpment, and that has a lot to do with the bedrock. The roots of the cherry trees like to grow really deep down into the bedrock, and that's where they find their moisture and nutrients. Tar cherries in general are pretty hardy variety of fruit trees, so even though we do have some harsh winters, typically they can withstand those temperatures and grow fairly well in our area. I know this year, um, cherry picking is starting a little bit later than normal. Is that true? Yes, it is. Is that um, because of the spring weather? Or? Yes, we've had a very cold, wet spring season with everything on the Door County Peninsula. Everything is a little behind because of that. Our blossoms bloomed probably the latest that I can recall. I'm sure maybe back through the ages mm -hmm. they've bloomed later like this, but as far as I recall, this is the latest that we've had a bloom like that. And that, of course, creates a later harvest season. Um, sometimes Mother Nature surprises you and catches up a little bit, but it, we didn't really catch up too much this year, and so we're probably about a week behind. Okay. You mentioned those mechanical harvesters, and I have two kind of questions about them. So number one, they're able to shake the cherry trees down really quickly. How much product are you actually harvesting every year, and, and how does that speed that job up? Sure. So back in the day when we didn't have mechanical harvesters, um, I've heard stories that it took about 100 hickers to harvest the cherry crop. On our property, um, we produce about 350,000 pounds of cherries a year. It takes about seven seconds to shake about 7,000 cherries off of a cherry tree. So putting that into perspective, we can harvest that cherry crop pretty quickly, um, efficiently, compared to hand-picking like years before. And you said that the cherries that the mechanical shaker shakes off the trees, those go into cherry products right away. But to sell straight-up cherries, are those still hand-picked? Yes, they are. Um, like I mentioned, the harvester is going to bruise the cherries slightly, uh, make them a little bit softer. So we do typically anything that's sold in the farm markets anywhere on the Door County Peninsula are all handpicked. How do you know when a cherry is ripe? Um, well, I just recently did a Facebook post um, <laughs> to kind of show everybody. But basically, if you pick a cherry and the pit stays on the tree, you know it's not ripe. Okay. Um, that's probably your biggest indicator other than color. Typically, tart cherries are pretty bright red. You don't really want to have too much orange on them or definitely not any green on them. Mm -hmm. So you kind of know by color and then, of course, by pulling the pit or not pulling the pit off. So, mm -hmm. What is your favorite way to eat them? It's probably a hard question. <laughs> uh, not really, no? actually. Fresh right off the fresh. tree. Yeah, for even sure. the tart ones? Yes, yeah. yes. Growing up with them, you know, we get a lot of visitors that come in and say, oh, these are so tart or they use the word sour. We use the word tart. It's a little more friendly. But growing up with them, they're our favorite because we're used to harvesting them and eating them right away, right mm -hmm. off the trees. I know we're a couple days late from the Summer Harvest Festival happened last weekend. How did that go? 
Well, um, we had a rainy day. However, um, the fact that we didn't have any pick-your-own-cherries didn't necessarily hurt the festival. We had plenty of pits for spitting was kind of our slogan. (laughs) Um, We do our cherry pit spit every year, which is a very popular contest. Um, A lot of visitors come just to see how far people can spit their pits. And so it was a good fallback for us. Um, This is the first festival that we have not had pick your own cherries, which was very disappointing for everybody. But at the same time, we kind of turned it around and the cherry pit spit is a fun event. So we could fall back on that. Yep. Pick your own cherries does start this Friday. Yes, officially for us, it starts tomorrow at 9 a.m. We will be having our Pick Your Own Cherry Orchard open daily from 9 a.m. until about 4 p.m. We're hoping through August 17th um, while supplies last and, of course, while the weather holds out for us. Cool. So uh, this is just a little insight into the podcast. We're recording this on Thursday, July 25th. And uh, so it'll be open the 26th. You'll be hearing this uh, probably later than that. But if you're hearing this podcast now, go out and pick your own cherries because they are available. Mm-hmm. Okay, so with that, why don't we take a break? And then when we come back, I want to talk a little bit about cherry history and the general scope of cherries in Door County and, and what brings people up here to pick cherries and to eat cherries and all of that kind of stuff in Door County. They called themselves the Stradivarius Builders of Sturgeon Bay because the guys at Palmer Johnson were artists in wood and metalwork, anything you imagine. They did it so beautifully well. The first fishermen came down the lake from Pankin Island, worked their way along the north shore of Lake Michigan, and they came because of the whitefish. The whitefish were abundant. In 1945, 2,000 German prisoners of war came to Door County and picked cherries for just one harvest season. Peninsula Filmworks is dedicated to telling the stories of Door County, past, present, and future. To learn more about the history of shipbuilding in Sturgeon Bay, to see how the cherry became a Door County icon, or to watch the peninsula's last remaining fishermen brave the waters to haul in thousands of pounds of whitefish daily, and the many other incredible stories produced with the Door County Visitor Bureau, visit doorcounty.com slash ourdoorcounty. Okay, we are back. So, Carrie, tell me a little bit about the history of cherries in Door County as you know it. So, fruit trees in general have been growing on the Door County Peninsula since the early 1900s. I believe somewhere around 1912 is when one of the first orchards was planted. I believe it was an apple orchard, but cherries came slightly thereafter. Again, Door County is the main area where Tart cherries grow in the state of Wisconsin. Back in the early, I would say around the 20s, 30s, 40s, um, Door County or Wisconsin was actually the largest producer of tart cherries in the United States. Back in those days, was the planting process more difficult? I mean, of course, it was more difficult than it is today with modern technology. But considering the rocky soil that we have there, I mean, how were people planting in those days? I would say in general that the planting of cherry trees is challenging just as much now as it was back then. We don't have a lot of soil here on the Door County Peninsula. In some areas, like for example with our grapevines, we actually have to blast holes for the posts to support the grapevines. But in general, cherry trees don't need a lot of soil to be planted because, again, once their roots get down into the bedrock, that kind of 
creates a anchor for them to continue to sustain themselves. So as long as you can find enough soil to dig a hole, you can pretty much plant a tree anywhere. How long does it take from planting to harvest a cherry tree? Sure, sure. So most of the growers, when they buy their cherry trees, they come in as a rootstock, usually about a year old rootstock that they plant. And then typically it takes about four years for that cherry tree to actually produce enough cherries to harvest. Mm -hmm. So you had mentioned that Door County was one of the largest producers of cherries in the United States in the 30s, 40s, and 50s. Mm -hmm. Was that bringing people up here at the same time? Absolutely. Um, Door County was known as Cherryland USA at that time, and there were a lot of marketing projects. I saw a video showing a couple getting married in a vat of cherry juice. I mean, there's all sorts of crazy things they did to try to draw people to Door County. Um, Tourism started way back then and continues today, and cherries are still a big part of that tourism industry. Tell me a little bit about the the modern-day cherry tourism. Uh, What are you guys doing at Lautenbox to bring people in to experience Door County cherries? So at Lautenbox, definitely if you walk around our market, you're going to find hundreds of products featuring the Door County cherry. Um, Not everything produced by us. Um, We've always strived to find as many producers and growers to feature in our market and all the different products. There are tons of products that feature the Door County cherry from salsa to dressing to wine to, of course, cherry pie. So it's a very versatile fruit. You can do a lot with it, which has really helped the cherry growers because the growers don't get a lot of money for them necessarily for processing. But if they can utilize that fruit in a product such as wine or salsa or something like that, they can hopefully sustain their family and their farms. Well, and the, the tree itself is a draw for a lot of people too, not just in season when you can go and pick cherries, but before season when the blossoms are coming up. Those are a huge draw to, to people want to come up and see these hundreds and hundreds of acres of cherry trees blossoming in Door County. Absolutely. We field hundreds of calls every spring. When are the cherries going to bloom? No, 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 no. Exactly what day are they going to bloom? Because I'm planning my vacation around this. And it's very challenging for us to field those calls and to provide accurate information because, again, we're not Mother Nature, but we try to be the best that we can. So we give them a range of when the blossoms typically bloom. Again, this year it was really, really late, so it was hard for a lot of people to understand that and realize that, you know, we did the best we could giving them that information. And then, of course, picking cherries. Lots of families want to come up and do that during the summertime on their summer vacation. Again, a lot of people, visitors that come to Door County, plan their vacations a year in advance sometimes. So it's really challenging to find the best time to tell them. But typically the end of July, first week in August, even if it's really early, even if it's really late, is probably the best time frame to come for that. Well, and how how big of a window, both for the blossoms and for the cherry picking, do people have? For the blossoms, I would assume it's much shorter than the actual picking season. Yes, it is. Blossoms typically bloom for about a week in terms of peak bloom, having full blossoms on the trees. 
But a hard rain, storms, anything can affect that by a matter of days. This year, actually, the bloom held on for about two weeks, some areas almost three weeks. So it was out of character this year um, with the bloom and then, well, of and course, being later. The other thing with the, the blooms, too, is that people ask you when they're blooming in Door County, but you can't really pinpoint a specific day because they're blooming in Sturgeon Bay before they're blooming in Sister Bay, generally. Exactly, which kind of helps us out because then at least we can give them information that they're not blooming at our orchard, but if you um, are driving up, you can check out the blossoms on your way up to Fish Creek in the Sturgeon Bay area, or they might be blooming a little bit later than us up north in the Sister Bay area. And how about for a cherry picking season? How long do you generally have to pick cherries? Typically, our cherry harvest lasts about three weeks. Again, like I mentioned, the Balaton cherry allows us to extend that a little bit. Um, Again, it's all dependent on the cherry crop itself and how many cherries are typically going to be harvested this year, um, depending on the crop size. So um, we have a really nice looking crop this year. During picking season, how many people are you seeing through the doors normally to, to pick cherries in a given season? Boy, that's a great question. I don't know that we've actually looked at those numbers. Um, well, is it is it hundreds of families? Is it thousands I, of families? I would say hundreds. Yes, I would say hundreds. We personally at our winery and market over the course of a year receive at least 200,000 visitors. So I would say a couple thousand during that July, August season Again, not all of them picking cherries, but I would say hundreds of families that come every year. And you've got the cherries and apples and winery or vineyards on site there? Yes, we do. And you can take tours of that, is that right? We do have tours. Um, We offer daily tours May through October. um, And you can check out our website for updated tour times. But typically we try to give at least one to two tours every day during the season. And we walk you out to the orchard and the vineyard, talk about the fruit and what's happening at that stage um, of time that you're visiting, whether it be fresh, bright cherries on the trees or the vineyard. You can check out the grapes and see the status of how big in size they're getting. And then we take you into our production area and we check out the cider mill where we press the fruit. And then we also have the production area where we're going to be bottling the wine and the juice products. Mm -hmm. And then we show you a short video where you get to see the cherry harvester, which is the highlight Mm -hmm. of the tour, of course. Um, And then we do a private tasting and give you a keepsake wine glass. Fun. You also do a horse-drawn tour, don't you? Um, Actually, the horse-drawn wagon rides is a separate business. John Mayberry um, out of Jacksonport brings his wagon to our property. During the blossom time, he tries to offer a few tours during that time, as well as during our festivals. And then in the winter, he comes back and does sleigh rides through the orchard and vineyard and talks about the orchards and vineyards on that sleigh ride tour. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of an impressive how like I look at Lautenbox as like my kind of like that magical like harvest place where you'll go during cherries and then apples and then pumpkins and then every once in a while you'll be there and there will be a horse drawn carriage going through the vineyards and stuff and it's like this place is pretty neat. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I mean we're nearing the end of July, so it's like people are planning their fall getaways already. 
Right. Absolutely. Which is exciting as well because you also have apples. We do. <laughs> we grow uh, about nine varieties of apples on the property, Honeycrisp apple being the most popular, of mm-hmm. course. We've alluded to the vineyards a couple of times, but tell us about the wine and, and how that factors into everything. Sure. So we um, got our start in 1985 with the winery, um, producing cherry wine, of course. And today we have about 14 different types of cherry wine. But taking a quote from my father, Bob, um, we try not to put all of our eggs in one basket. So we're constantly trying to evolve as a business and create different products that both utilize um, more than just the cherries because we could have a bad cherry crop one year and, you know, what else can we do to sustain the farm market and the winery products? I'm surprised you didn't say we shouldn't put all of our cherries in one bucket. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. I might have to steal that. So we do try to utilize as many fruits as we can that we grow on the property in our products. We have about 40 different wine and hard cider products. Um, We just started creating hard ciders about two years ago. We had many people asking, we have the word cider mill on our barn, and so a lot of people assumed that meant hard cider, and really it just meant our fresh-pressed juices that we were pressing in our cider mill. And so eventually we thought, hey, we make wine. Hard cider isn't that far off um, in terms of using our fruit, and so we did create three different hard cider products this uh, about two years ago, and they're going great. So we just had Harvest Festival, but do you guys have any upcoming events coming up for the rest of the summer or into the fall? So again, we'd love for you to stop by and pick your own cherries. Um, Hopefully we'll have that through mid-August or so. Check our website or our Facebook page for updates on that. And then we also have our Fall Harvest Fest coming up on Saturday, September 21st, where we'll be featuring free guided tours um, that we do at every festival And um, we'll be hopefully having Pick Your Own Apples. Hopefully the seasons catch up a little bit um, by fall so that we can have Pick Your Own Apples. Great. Uh, I do have to also mention before we uh, wrap up here that Lautenbach's helped Peninsula Filmworks out a couple of times on some of the videos that we've done about cherries and wine and and different things throughout the years. Uh, And if you want to hear more of the story that Carrie was alluding to with the the cherry picking in Cherryland USA and all of that kind of stuff, we were able to put together a cherry history video that you can find on DoorCounty.com, as well as a uh, an Ardor County video about uh, the wineries and the wine trail in Door County that Loudon Box was a part of. So if you want to learn more about cherries and wine and all of that kind of stuff that we talked about today, DoorCounty.com has the Ardor County video series and the historic Door County video series that you can check out. Uh, with that, I think that'll just about do it for us. Thank you guys so much for coming in. Carrie, thank you for coming in and chatting with us about cherries. Uh, and uh, look forward to picking some cherries coming up here in a couple weeks. Super. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you. For more Door County news, interviews, and exclusive content, check us out at DoorCountyPulse.com. Or pick up this week's issue of the Peninsula Pulse available every Friday. Don't forget to subscribe to the Door County Pulse podcast to get new episodes delivered straight to your device twice a week. Thank you for listening to the Door County Pulse podcast.